Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. And hey, just a quick little note, I'm going to start calling it this podcast the BFF podcast for short because it's a mouthful to keep saying balanced, fit, and free, which I didn't think about when I started it. So I kind of like the uh, ring of BFF, like I'm your best friend forever, your balanced friend forever, things like that. So I'm going to be calling it the BFF podcast a lot. And if you see that, this is what I'm talking about. Um, also, I just want to point out that this is episode 50 as in five zero. And so I've been doing this now for 50 weeks, 51 or two weeks, actually, because I did have to skip one or two. But I'm super proud of myself because I said to myself a year ago, I put it on my vision board. I said, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to do one a week, the very best I can. And I've almost 100% hit that. So I've missed two, but here we are going on to episode 50. So yay, yay for that. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're here, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. So here we go. We're jumping into episode 50. You know, if you've been following my podcast, this podcast, if you're here, then probably you have been. Um, if you've been reading my emails or, you know, noticing my posts on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll notice that I've been talking a lot lately about habits and routines. I've talked about having level one habits pat down so that you're living the most best, happiest, you know, days, you're living your best days in a healthy and positive manner. I have talked about going on vacation and not being worried about gaining weight because my habits are completely instilled that I actually prefer to stay as healthy as possible on vacation as I do on a Monday at home. Level one habits are things like getting enough protein and vegetables and fruits, drinking your water, like enough water, getting seven to eight hours of good sleep, practicing gratitude, quieting your mind, and moving your body daily. And here's the thing. I know that not everyone has all of these habits completely down. I get it. And I'm not judging anyone or think that I'm better or superior just because I'm really good at planning balanced meals, moving daily, and meditating. I'm just saying that I used to be in a place where I didn't realize it's the simple habits. It's the simple little tiny habits that actually lead the pack and are more important than the big gestures. And those big gestures are things like cutting a huge amount of calories or burning a ton of calories and, you know, working super hard every day. It's these little consistent daily acts that create who we are, what we look like, how we feel, how, you know, we work, how we love and so on. 
I have people ask me all the time, like what I eat, what I do every day with exercise or how many, you know, how my days look. So first, you know, it doesn't really matter what I do because we're all individuals. But I thought, you know what? I do get asked this question a lot. And so I figured it might just be kind of a fun episode. Okay. You're going to learn a little bit more about what I do and who I am just through my practices. Okay. And I want to be really, really clear. I am not saying what I do is perfect or right or wrong or what you should do. I am simply going to share what works for me. And to some people, it may not be good enough or it may not be exactly what they expected of a health coach. And to others, it may seem overwhelming and like too much. So keep all of that in mind. Listen just to see what I do and then see if there's something in there that maybe you just want to try. And if you already do it, all of it, or, you know, do other things better than me, then rock on. That's great. All right. So I strive. I really do strive to be very real. I don't like fake. And by fake, I mean, I don't want to pretend to be someone I'm not. I spent too many years being that way. I don't think I even realized I was doing it until I look back and notice when and how I was doing it. Those days are gone now. And, you know, now you get what you see. And if you don't like it, then please move on. You know, not too long ago, those words would have never left my mouth because I wanted everyone to like me, even the people I didn't even like. I couldn't even imagine being someone that people didn't want to like. That was like my biggest fear. It really was. For so long, I was so scared of like someone not liking me. And then one day I realized that I had wasted too much time worrying about what other people thought of me and that I was missing out on my own life. I had to learn what I actually liked. I had spent so much time being whomever I needed to be in the presence of whomever I was with that I literally had no freaking idea what I liked or who I even was. That was definitely a tough pill to swallow when I realized that. I've spent the last five, five, six, seven years really honing in on who I am and what really makes me tick. Okay. And I tell you all of that because I want you to know that before I tell you my goals and my daily routine, I know I'll be judged in some way from this episode because that's just what people do, right? We judge, we compare, we try really hard to find something negative about other people to bring ourselves up. But I don't really care about that anymore. I truly believe we only have a limited time on this planet, and I want to be as authentic and real as I can so that when I take my last breath, I will know that I did everything I possibly could to enjoy this life. Okay, then. I am going to run you through one of my weeks. I can't tell you just about one day because each day looks slightly different, although... Not really. (laughs) I will try to not bore you with the details, but I want you to pay close attention to the general activities, like in the mindset, the thinking behind why I do what I do. Maybe this will help you. Maybe not. Either way, I can't stress enough that this is what I want in my life and it may not align with yours. You need to find what works for you. Okay. So first, it's important to tell you what I want. What do I want my life to look like? what I want to look like physically, and who do I want to be? Well, first and foremost, I want to be a good mom, good wife, sister, aunt. I want to be available 
You know, I want to be here and available and accepting to my family. And that also includes my friends. I want to be the person that my family comes to when they need to talk. And so far, it's going that way. (laughs) I envision myself when I'm 80 being like this wise old woman, you know, in the rocking chair with the, I'm not going to be knitting though. That's just not happening with this lady. I might be playing solitaire or putting a puzzle together. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to be 80 and I'm like all the grandkids are going to totally love me and spend time with me. Or I, this is what I would like to see happen at least. And, you know, I want to be the person that people trust and want to open up to. Okay. First and foremost, that's who I want to be. Second, I want to be healthy, like truly healthy. I'm afraid of my genetics. I'm just going to say it. So I have worked very hard to avoid diabetes, heart disease, and other physical and medical issues. Yes, I do have a pacemaker, but I don't really see that as a hindrance or problem because other than a little electricity problem going on, my heart is actually strong as an ox. Third, I want to feel good in my own skin. Okay, I I do care about how I look to a point. I mean, we all do. Like it would be lying if you said you didn't care how you look, I think. But since I feel like I am kind of a, you know, role model, and what I mean by that is that I teach fitness classes and I help people with their nutrition. So I want to represent that, you know, in how I look. But that doesn't mean that I'm obsessed with my weight or how much body fat I have. Remember, I aim to be real. Okay? I want to keep my weight and figure in check so that I don't gain a bunch of weight, but I'm also not striving to be prancing around in a bikini or tiny clothes when I work out. Okay. I just want to be fit and healthy, not ripped and, you know, like on a magazine cover or anything like that. I'm to be honest, even kind of used to that little lower belly pooch that I have. I mean, who would I even be without it? Right. I mean, I, I don't even know if I'd recognize myself. So with those goals in mind, I have created a sustainable lifestyle full of simple and super basic healthy habits. And here in a nutshell is what I do each week. Okay. So let's start on Sunday because that's really the beginning of it all. Sunday is my day to plan for the week. Yes, I literally do this every single week. Okay. Why? Well, if I don't, and you know, it has happened occasionally. I mean, there's going to be weeks that aren't perfect, but Um, if I don't plan ahead, I end up feeling stressed out about what to eat. I have to go to the store too much, which I really don't enjoy doing. I spend too much money, right? Like running to the grocery store a million times or eating out. I often eat out too much if I don't have a plan. And then honestly, I just feel gross and yucky. So Sunday morning and all mornings start at 630 AM. Yes. Even on a Saturday and Sunday, I wake up at the same time every single day. I take my thyroid medicine. So if you take thyroid medicine, you understand what I'm talking about. You got to take it earlier so that you can have your coffee because you got to wait, right? So I gulp down a big glass or water bottle. Okay. I have between eight to 16 ounces. Okay. It just kind of depends. Like sometimes I just can't stomach the water, but I try to like gulp down a bunch of water and then I lay back down for 30 minutes. This is when I do my visualization for the day. I literally visualize myself going through the day. It's like a blueprint of what I want to accomplish. This includes like what I'm eating, you know, who I'm training, what class I'm teaching, what I say to clients, what I'll say to my kids and more. I literally create a picture of how I want the day to go. This includes affirmations and positive talk for the things that I am having anxiety about or that I'm worried to do. 
I try not to go back to sleep because if I do, then I'm groggy and sluggish for hours afterwards. So this is really good information for you to know because this is partly due to the circadian rhythm of your body. If you wake up and then go back to sleep, especially in the morning hours, you're very likely to start another round of the sleep cycle, which is known to be about two hours in total. So if you go back to sleep for five minutes to 30 minutes and force yourself to get up, you may continue to feel tired until that two-hour window is up. That is why hitting the snooze button is really a terrible idea. I'm not a sleep scientist, okay? But I've been reading a lot about this, and if you want more information, I plan on doing a whole episode soon on sleep. So that's kind of fun. By the way, I shared a lot of information about setting up your morning morning routine in episode 38. If you haven't listened to that one, then I definitely recommend it. Or if you're really thinking about this whole morning routine thing, which is a great idea, by the way, you can fit a lot of good habits into the morning routine, then go back and listen to that. So, okay, so, so remember, so as a recap, I got up at 6.30 or, you know, wake up at 6.30, drink water, take my medicine, go back to, not to sleep, but lay back down and visualize the day. So by 7-ish, I get up and I go in the living room with my yoga strap and I stretch my back and my legs and I just, you know, lay on the living room floor and stretch it out. While I do this, I work on deep breathing and at the same time, I feel you know, like it's my silence and quiet mind time, which is really, really important. It's really important if you're really busy and stressed to like literally quiet your mind. Okay. So it's like a double whammy. I'm stretching and kind of moving. I do a couple yoga moves, things just to get my body flowing. And I use it as like deep breathing time. So don't tell Brian, but I always hope he's going to stay in bed just a little bit longer so I can finish this alone time. And then by 7.30, making coffee, and while I'm waiting on the coffee, I down more water. So I try to have at least 20 at least twenty ounces done before I drink water, and that's when I take my morning supplements. Then I drink coffee, and I don't drink black coffee. I tried. I've tried so many healthier versions of coffee, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm just going to drink the creamer because it's just worth it right? It's, I don't put extra sugar, but I do use a creamer that has sugar in it. And I love it. But anyway, while I'm drinking coffee, I'm writing in my journal. And I always start with three things that I'm grateful for and why. Okay. So I, I literally write down what I'm grateful for and the reasoning behind it. And it just feels good. It really feels good. And then I write down my three things that I want to accomplish for the day, my big three. Okay. And if I, you know, my plan is to get those three things done. Okay, which for some people, three may be really overwhelming. Maybe it's one thing. Maybe it's two things, you know. Anyway, I feel really good at the end of the day if I've gotten those done. And usually when I write them down, it means I'm intent. my intention is really set on doing them. And most likely they get done. Okay, so after I've done the gratitude and write down my big three and I've had my quiet time, I feel really in control and, and really set for a good day. So by 8 a.m., you know, in less than an hour, I get in movement and stretching, affirmations, silence, gratitude journaling, visualization, and calm time. And of course, the my favorite C of all, caffeine. <laughs> okay. So back to Sunday specifically. During coffee time, I start a menu for the week. I love to look through Pinterest and find fun or new, you know, recipes. But I'll say, you know, at the end of the day, there, there really are only so many recipes. I mean, there's a million recipes, but 
they all kind of end up being the same thing. You just switch up the proteins, switch up the seasonings and the vegetables and the starch. And really, it's kind of now hard to find fun and new interesting recipes. So I still scan because it's fun. But I usually end up plotting out a menu that looks almost the same each week. You know, you got to go back to your staples. We always have some sort of soup, stew, chili on Monday. Then I use the leftovers for lunch for several days. Cook once and eat two to four more times. That's a huge win in my book. When food is already done and in the fridge, it's way easier to eat healthy. That comes with batch or bulk cooking. So soup is a great, great way to do that. And it's easy. If you're cooking, why not cook extra and save time for the rest of the week? You know, knock it out. So then Tuesday is always some sort of take on Taco Tuesday. We love themes here. So we do things like um, regular beef tacos, maybe soft tacos, crunchy tacos, doesn't matter, chicken tacos, fish tacos, taco soup, enchiladas, enchilada casserole, burrito bowls, quesadillas, and so forth. So you get the idea. Tuesday is like a Mexican theme. Again, having leftovers is amazing. So either for myself or my husband, we have lunch or even breakfast ready the next day. I got to tell you, I love a taco bowl for breakfast. And when I'm eating eggs, I'll tell you about that in a second. But when I'm eating eggs, I love to like take my taco bowl, like rice and like the taco meat and maybe some, you know, maybe or maybe not beans, but lots of salsa, whatever, sauteed veggies, and then fry an egg on top. Whoa, yummy. In fact, that sounds really good right this second. Wednesday night now is date night. I've talked about that in the past uh, episode. So this usually involves some sort of wine, seltzer, or cider for myself and a beer or three for my husband. And it's date night, so that involves eating out most of the time. We've been following around a certain food truck recently to different breweries. And yes, if you know what works for you, you can absolutely choose a healthy-ish choice at a food truck. Our current favorite is called Urban Street Food. I love their ginger chicken tacos. Mm. I think they're mostly gluten-free, no dairy, and they're filling and completely satisfying. So two ginger chicken tacos and a seltzer or a cider for me. And I, I feel like I'm, it almost feels like a splurge, but it's not really that bad. It's totally balanced. Thursday is pasta night. Since I try to be gluten-free, we have a gluten-free pasta. So this could be a chickpea pasta, or it might be the less healthy kind that is made of rice and corn. I want to point out here that I don't aim to be perfect or healthy 100% of the time. I choose moderation in all things, alcohol, pasta, sugar. It's all included in my life and almost daily. So not alcohol. I don't have it daily, but I have it way more than most people realize. And I'm okay with that. Moderation has been a life changer for me in so many ways. Friday is grill night. This could be a grilled chicken and veggies, or it could be burgers or turkey burgers, or it could be some sort of shrimp or fish or salmon, or maybe it's steak. But but honestly, I'm not, I don't know. Steak is kind of grossing me out. It's like I can smell it for days and ugh, that's just gross to me. Anyway, if you like steak, hey, throw it in there. So Saturday is my, what I like to call enjoy whatever you want and don't worry about it day. So I used to the word, use the word cheat day. But I realized that it was a negative connotation and made me feel like I was being bad or wrong. Instead, I just let go of expectations and enjoy the day. And it's usually not anything too crazy. I mean, oftentimes I have to remind myself to eat so that I eat enough. I used to use cheat day as a day to completely just gourd my face full of whatever I could. And then the next day, 
I would be pouting around about how fat and gross I felt. I just don't allow that in my life anymore. If I do overeat, and you know, that's definitely possible, I don't think about it. I let it go. I move forward. Why worry about something you can't change? It doesn't make anything better by like stressing about it, right? And I swear to you that I think this one thing is how I found food freedom. I changed my own dialect in my head about what I was eating. Food is just food. There is no bad or good. It's all just food. As soon as I stopped labeling myself as good or bad, my whole world changed. A few years ago, I found out that I was having a gluten issue, and this really threw me, totally threw me for a loop. I was so frustrated because I found out that what I thought was working for me actually wasn't working, so I had to change. It was a struggle, and that's when my mind started playing tricks on me again. I would be thinking things like, you're bad if you have anything with gluten, egg, or nuts. You're a cheater if you, you know, decide to have, like, an egg, or you're a cheater if you decide to have a bite of somebody's pizza. Like, I really started to question everything I was doing or eating or saying. It was really a tough time. Now, I have found that, you know, I do best when I don't eat gluten or dairy. And instead of focusing on what I can't have, I focus on what I can have. And there is a lot. Believe me, I can find ways to eat a lot of unhealthy foods without gluten in them. And fortunately, I have listened to my body over the years and have really tuned in and can even eat a little bit of gluten, a little bit of dairy, eggs, and nuts in moderation without having a big issue. And there's the magic word again, moderation. So on Sunday, I plan an indi- uh, excuse me, I plan an ideal week of food. I say ideal because I'm human. And things don't always go as planned, okay? But generally, this works. I plan dinner for each night, plan to use the leftovers for lunch, and I know that breakfast will be either a mom sanity protein smoothie with fruits and veggies, um, oatmeal with protein, or if I haven't had eggs for the week yet, I may have a gluten-free egg sandwich with maybe some ham and a slice of non-dairy cheese. I have to tell you that I usually save the egg sandwich for after my cycle class on Saturday. I so look forward to it. I absolutely love Trader Joe's gluten-free everything bagels. I keep them in my freezer for Saturday. Overall, I look at my day and plan a protein and carb with each meal. Some meals, the carb is vegetables and fruit. Those are fiber carbs. And some meals, my carb is either rice, beans, potatoes, or some form of gluten-free bread. And, you know, to be honest, gluten-free bread is really not super healthy, but like I said, it's not my focus to be 100%, you know, on all the time. I eat every three to four hours and I love it. I definitely notice when I go too long without eating. If I go too long without eating, I start to crave quick energy, things like sugar or coffee. If I'm craving sugar or coffee, I literally just stop and decide whether or not I really want it or if I just need to eat a real meal first. If I just really, really do want a latte from Starbucks, meh, I have it. I get hunger signals and I listen to my body. If I need to eat, I eat. If I'm not hungry and it's time to eat, I may wait another 20 to 30 minutes. No big deal. Eat, drink lots of water throughout the day, watch portion sizes. The one thing I will admit that I do, and please don't think you have to do this. It's more of a level two nutrition habit. Okay, and remember that a level two nutrition habit is a little more intense and not as sustainable for everybody. Okay, so you don't have to do this. But the one thing I do 
and I really do thrive on it, is I count how much protein I get in a day. I aim for 130 grams of protein a day. Here's my reasoning. When you're full of protein, it's hard to eat a lot of the other stuff, okay? You're, so I count my protein grams for each meal. In fact, I plan them ahead of time, so like when I'm making the menu. I make sure that each main meal has a substantial amount of protein, so that's chicken, fish, ground turkey, ground beef, eggs, or any other protein source I can think of. I personally don't do soy products because I have learned that this actually increases my inflammation and doesn't feel good to me. But if you don't eat a lot of meat, then tofu, edamame, and other sources of soy could be a great option. This may mean some days I need to supplement with an extra shake or a protein bar or even just a plain can of tuna, which I actually really enjoy. Okay, it works for me and I enjoy it. As far as my supplementation goes, I do take a lot of vitamins and supplements. Actually, not as many as I used to. But in the morning, I take vitamin D, vitamin K2, vitamin B12, black cumin seed oil, zinc, and biocorsetin. All of these work together and give me energy for the day as well as help keep my inflammation down from my autoimmune disease, um, Hashimoto's. At night, I take ashwagandha. I really love saying that, ashwagandha. <laughs> it just sounds so fancy. But that is for um, – really inhibiting or reducing cortisol, okay, and that's stress management. I also take a probiotic for gut health, and I take something called NAC to help detox my body. And, you know, I personally worked with my physician to create this recipe of supplements. So please don't say, oh, Rianne said I need to take these. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I'm a big believer in taking supplements that are appropriate for you and only you and your doctor through blood work and discussion will know what is a good plan for you. I don't take some of the obvious ones like vitamin C or calcium or an omega fatty acid. These aren't necessary for me right now at this point. And some of the other ones I'm taking have the same benefits. So this may change over time. And actually, I'm sure it will change over time because our bodies change and things change. Now, for my workout routine, I promise we're getting there. You're like, how much longer are you going to talk, Ryan, about this? <laughs> anyway, depending on what I'm doing, if I'm training for an event or not, teaching more classes or not, or working on recovery, my training plan totally changes. I work with the season, I work with my moods, and I work with how my body feels. This is different than before when I was in my 30s. In my 30s, I went hard most of the time. That's probably why my knees are a little more vulnerable and why my autoimmune disease reared its ugly head. I was also teaching a million classes a month and never slowed down. I don't even ever desire to be that way again, not even a little. I feel so much better now. Currently, I work out on my own Mondays and Wednesdays for sure. I do some kind of combination of cardio hit, that's high intensity interval training. Um, that could be running, sprints, that could be jump rope, that could be jumping jacks, speed skaters, whatever, some sort of like short, intense burst of cardio. And I mix that with weight training. I work out about 45 minutes, but sometimes I do a long walk, you know, maybe a 60-minute walk and then go home and just do a basic strength training routine. But no matter what, Monday and Wednesday, I do some type of resistance training to maintain strength, bone density, and help keep my metabolism balanced. Then on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I teach a cycle class. 
In fact, I teach two cycle classes on Thursday, but I promised myself that I will only do, like participate, other than teaching, one of them. I used to teach multiple classes in a day, but I really started to struggle with my inflammation and thyroid health. So I know that one workout a day is plenty, but I kind of go against myself on that rule a little bit on Saturdays because I do like to do some type of resistance training. Usually I do resistance band or a bodyweight exercise after my cycle class, as in like later in the day after I have my giant bagel sandwich. (laughs) But some Saturdays I just say, forget it. So that means that I work out intensely five days a week. Friday is my day to rest and recover. Um, I do my usual stretches and maybe go for a short or really slow walk, but it's a day for me to rest up and recover. Sunday is a free-for-all. I may do yoga. I might do some cardio hit. I might go hiking or I might do nothing at all, and it's all fine by me. Okay. And that leads me to the end of my day. My nighttime routine is pretty much the same most days. Um, you know, of course, like if we go out or if it's a weekend or we're out of town, it might vary a little bit, but most days after dinner, I'll wash my face, do my moisturizing routine and get in my pajamas or just comfy clothes. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, and then I grab this really comfy blanket that we have for the couch. It's so soft and fluffy, but anyway, I will finish up the dishes. Well, actually, so I grab the blanket after I finish the dishes Um, My husband or the kids will, you know, chat, play with the cat. The cat has this little feather toy that he's totally obsessed with. So I can do that for 15, 20 minutes. And then we get on the couch in our places. He's on one spot. I'm on the other. I got that big fluffy blanket. Um, And we watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or Apple TV. I mean, who even really knows? I never know who we're on. And if my husband ever leaves me, I probably will never turn on a TV again. <laughs> so there you go. So then about 8 to 8.30, I brew up some hot green tea, decaf, of course, because I don't want to interrupt my sleep. And then occasionally I'll add in some collagen protein if I need more protein and sip on that. It helps me stay away from the peanut butter and chocolate chips that are in the pantry. Okay. I long time ago, I probably told you this, but one of my favorite like binge, not binge, excuse me, like splurges is like just getting a little, little like scoop of um, chocolate chips and like a teaspoon of peanut butter and put it together and it's just enough, right? But sometimes I go back for more. And so really lately I found that just drinking this hot green tea keeps me out of the peanut butter and chocolate chips and it's great. Okay, but let me tell you this. Well, I, well, first, let me say green tea is known to be a fat burner. Now, do I believe that all you have to do is drink, drink green tea and you're going to lose fat? No, I don't. But it does have some good antioxidants in it and it, it can't hurt you. Let me put it, put it that way. So if you decide to start drinking decaf, make sure it's decaf green tea at night, just know that you will have to pee in the middle of the night. I promise you. And I don't mind it though, because I feel like when I do that, I'm getting all the toxins and junk out of me. So let me just for a second, let's talk about peeing. (laughs) I love it when you go and you just keep going and going and going. And then you stop for a second. You think, "Eh, okay, I guess that's it. And then you're like, well, wait. And then you go and you go and you go and you're like, how in the world am I still going? Anyway, I love this because I feel like I'm letting go of all the excess water and fluid that I just don't need. And then it makes your stomach feel flatter. So there's that. And so I swear to you, when I drink green tea like this consistently, 
it really makes me feel better. So might as well try that one, right? Okay, so back to my nighttime routine. After the tea and TV time, I head to brush my teeth and read. My husband and I like to read books together. Okay, correction here. I read the book to myself and to my husband. It's fun and it's a great way to get sleepy. It's like story time with Rianne. <laughs> Nothing makes me want to go to sleep faster than reading at the end of the day. Even when the book is really fun, it's still tiring, especially like reading it out loud. So we started this as a way to enjoy stories together because I used to read a book and then I would be so excited to tell my husband all about it because I'd get totally into him, you know, in the story. And, and then he'd say, wow, I really should read books more often. They sound fun. And I'd be like, yeah, you do. But he never did. And so we just started reading them together. And it's a really fun way like to spend time together without the TV. And then, okay, so after we read a little bit, then it's lights out and I practice four, seven, eight breathing, okay? Four, seven, eight breathing is a wonderful, wonderful method to reduce anxiety, to slow your breathing, to slow your heart rate, and to get you ready for resting, okay? Or... Or it's also good if you are in a situation like maybe you're going to do a public speaking thing or maybe you're worried about a conversation you're going to have with somebody or you're just having a high anxiety anxiety moment, then you can practice this. And here's what it is. You take a really big, deep breath to the count of four. So you breathe in for, for the count of four. So it's like inhale, one, two, three, four. And then you hold your breath until you count to seven, one, two, all the way to seven. And then you slowly release the air. Okay, you exhale slowly to the count of eight. So you bring it in for hold seven, blow it out for eight. Okay, so I got to tell you this. It works so well on me that I re rarely make it through three cycles of that before I fall asleep. The idea is to do it six times. Okay, to do that pattern six times. So if you don't want to go to sleep, maybe you are going somewhere to a meeting and you're nervous or whatever, you can do this before, like before the meeting, like go in the bathroom and do it, but try to do six cycles of it. It's amazing, but it's also amazing for getting yourself to sleep. Also, if you wake up in the middle of the night, that's a little trick that you can try. Okay. And my friends, that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> Okay. Of course, I left out all the stressful stuff, the kids, the work, the pets, but because I feel healthy and balanced 90% of the time, I truly believe I can handle all of the tough stuff better. That doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean that sometimes I need to vent and get it out, but most of the time I feel like I can take it. I can handle it. Okay. My weight has stayed within a five pound range for years and years. And overall, I'm super happy. So again, I'm not telling you about my day and habits because I think you need to be like me, but I'm telling you about it because it's real and I know for a fact that it has made my life better on so many levels. So coming up soon, I'm going to be um, having a metabolism jumpstart five-day free challenge where I'll encourage you to take most of these habits that I just told you about and practice them for five days. Then we'll see how you feel. Then if you want to you can continue on and just continue practicing. And if, of course, I'm going to be available to take some coaching clients on or I have a program coming up soon that we can all work on it together. So I hope that you'll keep your ears and eyes out for that Jumpstart Challenge coming up at the end of February. But until then, think about your own habits. Like how can you habit stack? How can you, you know, just take something you're already doing? Like, for example, the cooking 
Like if you're already cooking one meal that's healthy, why not just double it so that you have several more meals available? Or if you're waking up in the morning to take medicine, like maybe you have to take a pill in the morning, instead of just taking a tiny sip of water to swallow the pill, maybe increase your water. It's going to give you more hydration. So there's things you're already doing well. So what can you do to take those things you're already doing and kind of habit stack something with it? Okay. And that's the kind of stuff I'm going to talk about. And that's the kind of stuff I help my clients with. Okay. So again, thank you for being here. Episode 50 is in the books and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.